Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious three-day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket. On this weekend that I've, I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything, but when we conceived of building this place, our home down here it's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. Besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Hi, and welcome to episode 42 of Mud Her, season two of Rewrite the Mother Code podcast. This episode is about, I don't know, I'm going to speak from a solo weekend. I did not this past weekend, but the weekend before. So I'm a mothering revolutionary. I like to consider myself that as I bust open and, and look to break down paradigms that aren't working for all of us in general, but us as mothers, and to really have the experience, the journey, the potential for our growth and development in our mothering, right? So a key component of that is that the most important person I need to mother is myself. This isn't the first time I'll be saying this, but even I struggle to mother myself and make time for me. So much so that I haven't gone on a solo trip, taken a whole weekend ever to myself. I've been a mother for 20 five years. And in some ways I haven't walked my walk, you know, but that's changing through this trip. It's been changing over time. Always we're on a journey, right? So why didn't I, what was going on? I'm hoping you can relate to some of the reasons, excuses, you know, barriers that I put up to do something like take a whole weekend, just me, you know, I've done weekends like training weekends, you know, things away from my children and husband, like work weekends, work weeks, even, but one 
one where I'm like, nope, this is just me packing up and heading out. So why, what, what's up with that? So when I look at that, a bunch of things come up. The first one is, you know, what would people think? Like that must look really selfish. Like why wouldn't you be with your husband and kids? You know, especially when they were younger and littler, like that was just, you know, you're a busy working woman and you're going to take a, and then take a whole weekend to yourself. So there's that aspect. And then without even just the assumption, let alone literal reactions, but for sure, my husband and kids are going to be mad at me. They're not going to like it. And, you know, they're going to complain. They're going to call me selfish. So we'll just avoid that by not doing it. I also, you know, I I have based on my upbringing and choices I made in my family, I have a fairly dependent personality. So then there's the fact of like, can I do something? Can I even do something like this on my own, you know, without being with my husband or someone else or a friend that, you know, if I don't know how to do something or I'm scared or something like that, there's someone right there, right? I don't have to just handle everything by myself. And then I think probably the biggest one is fear of the unknown. You know, well, fear in general, which we'll talk about, like just fear of a a woman on her own, but then fear of the unknown and just all that time to be. I didn't have a work purpose. You know, I really wanted to you know, to kind of set work aside. I didn't fill it with sessions and other ways that, yes, I might physically be away, but I'm still doing everything I would do if I were at home. So I really had to set it up that way. And fear that came with that, that was going to be up to me to generate everything. And what would that be? And and really, I think the B is the big part, right? It was going to be fine if I wanted to do some things, but the being with myself for all that time, I think was a key fear factor. So I've really been working on this year, following my yearnings, allowing my wants, my yearnings, because something that goes along with that dependent personality is, you know, you kind of give yourself a pass and don't really openly declare or generate, you know, through my own yearnings so much. So, you know, that was going to be a big focus and something that I've been focusing on in, in smaller ways through the year, kind of building up to this, right? I've taken half days or a few hours here and there and have just found that I felt so nourished by it, that all of the fears that I had and that, you know, it was going to be worth facing them and it was going to be worth dealing with any pushback that I gotten. There was a little of that, but not, you know, significant and certainly not as significant as I thought there would be as far as pushback from my husband and my daughter. So off I went on this journey. And I want to focus on just and share a few lessons, you know, a few themes that emerged for me throughout the weekend that I allowed to kind of come forth. I'm sure there were many more, but ones that, you know, really had particular significance or meaning for me. Like I said, the first was just, you know, what do you do when you have so many voices in your head telling you that it's not okay to follow your yearning, right? So that I would say was the first one. Once I got past that, then, you know, continuing to follow my yearning. So I'm, you know, when you're off, I'm on the trip, I'm in the car, I'm there, you know, how do I keep following my yearnings? And some of them were easy because they were kind of like right there in the moment. And, you know, I could kind of just easily kind of pick up and and do it. I had a friend support me in, you know, making a list of uh, a bunch of yearnings I had or wants that I had. So if I ever got stuck, not knowing what to do, or, you know, I could refer to my list. And that actually was a really fun idea. If you ever do something like this, I strongly suggest that. But one of the other kind of negative voices that came up, I'm going to call it efficiency versus my yearnings, right? So when something was going to be more challenging or take more time, how I would think like, oh, well, 
I, you know, how many times have you stopped yourself from doing something because it was going to be a little bit more effort or a little bit harder when I could do something easier? You know, for example, you know, I'm in the Shawnee National Forest in Southern Illinois, really beautiful, but very large place, like expansive. And one of the places that really drew me to go there was an area in the park called the Garden of the Gods. Like, of course, I'm going on this journey. I'd like to infuse it with some spirit. Of course, I have to go there. But it turns out that that place is over an hour from my Airbnb. And there are other parts of the National Forest that look beautiful that are much closer, you know, 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away, and certainly plenty I could explore closer to home. So this whole like closer to home, easier one really came up for me. And I I kept hearing these kind of negative voices, like, really, do you want to take like that much time? And but I kept turning it back around and quieting those voices with my yearnings with the like, well, isn't this what drew you here? And then also to think about like the drive and how I could use that drive well and explore and just, you know, be with myself again, because that was going to be kind of more time with myself. So I did. And I was so happy I did. It was just an incredibly beautiful place and a place that I felt moved by. And at one point, just to kind of really get into my own space, I put a headset on with some just, you know, beautiful music and allowed myself to be and explore and journal and take time in some places and keep moving moving and others. And I came upon, you know, just an outcropping of rocks. And I walked up and into that area and just burst into tears. I don't know why, you know, and I just kind of let things like that, let the tears come and allowed myself to flow. And I don't think I've ever done something like that before by myself. I mean, I've, if you know me or maybe I've spoken up before, but I go on pilgrimages every year and, you know, we go to sacred places. I've learned how to kind of be in a place, but it's always, you know, with my husband and with other people that I know, and also other people, you know, like the leaders, Dr. Judith Wright, kind of providing experiences, uh, you know, taking us places. So that was another thing that I didn't mention around this, like, could I, you know, create those spaces myself, all by myself? And I did. And it was, that was very empowering to me to do that. Also looking at just how, you know, I, I wanted to live into and do something different. Tons of research on how important novelty is in our lives and just this whole trip. And then within the trip, you know, doing things, not everything that I was used to doing or comfortable with is novelty. And that, you know, helps keep our brain active. It's really good for us neurologically and physically. So, you know, bringing as much novelty into it as I could was was something really important. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay? And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go. It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about 
tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up, but now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. A second theme that came up for me is that magic can happen despite challenging circumstances. So somewhat similar to the last one, but you know, the drives, sure, like some of those things were were challenging circumstances, but there were also, you know, other aspects of discomfort, right? Like some of it was just the general safety, right? I'd get to a park and the one I went to Sunday morning, on the one hand, it was lovely. There are no other people there, but it was also uncomfortable because what if something happens? And I took a lot of precautions and had numbers and my phone and little first aid. And I wasn't going on big, long hikes, but just you know, so I had taken some steps, you know, people knew where I was, all those kinds of things, but it was uncomfortable to be, you know, to walk in on this one hike up to this, well, what ended up being more like a cave because at this time of year, the waterfall isn't running. I'm all by myself, you know, and to be in this vastness and space and not let my thoughts or fears, you know, overcome me and really allow myself to kind of stop and listen and be in that space, you know, to let the magic happen, right? I'd say the bigger example of that was, again, we're talking efficient versus yearnings to start with because the Airbnb owner had recommended going to this orchard that's an orchard but it also has these big flower fields fields of zinnias and it's she's like literally her words were it's magical so I'm like well I have to go to the magical place of course but it wasn't on the way right so by now I'm packing up I'm getting ready to go Sunday and I really want to go to this place, but it's not on the way. It's going to take me, you know, probably some total an hour out of my way. And another thing I do to kind of help me overcome my fears in something like this or negative stinking thinking is my own like muscle testing. 
So if you're familiar with that muscle testing kinesiology, it's a way you can like, yes, no, kind of ask yourself questions. And every time I would ask, should I go to the flower field? Like it would always respond, yes. I would respond, yes. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I do it and I'm, I make the track and it felt like I was going in the reverse direction. Like it's just so interesting to like be with your thoughts so much. But it was a beautiful drive. I get there and I get out of the car and it feels like a sauna, right? It was like one of the hottest days of the summer. I wasn't the only one that had the idea to come to the Xenia Fields, and it was probably the most crowded place I was. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hot. Okay, it's fine. I make my way over to the fields and I see them in the distance. I'm like, oh yes, like this is so worth it. They're so beautiful. And as I get closer, like it's, it just felt like it was getting hotter and hotter and my dress is sticking to me and I'm like, all right, this is, you know, uncomfortable in the heat, but that's okay. And then, you know, of course, you know, what comes with flower fields, but bees and I see all the bees. I'm like, well, you know, I'm sure they're, they're busy getting... <laughs> doing their thing. Uh, They won't bother me. And then all of a sudden I feel this like sting on my hip. Well, I don't know. It it wasn't so sudden that I felt it, but it felt something kind of stinging and burning. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what is that? And I look, I don't see anything. I literally like pull up my dress, like what is going on here? I don't see anything. Like, all right, I don't know what that was. But it turns out later I I've discover it, it definitely was a bee sting, but it was super uncomfortable. So still dripping sweat, but I really had to work it, right? Like the big lesson I got here was that, you know, when you go on a quest, you know, which I considered this whole journey, but this was a particular quest within the journey to this magical place, there's going to be challenges. And it's up to me within challenges to find the beauty, to orient, you know, toward my intention, toward my purpose and being there. There and have that right alongside the discomfort, right alongside the bee sting and the my dress sticking to me and literally like feeling sweat dripping off my body that I don't have to like run to the car and, and run out of there. I can still be in the presence of this space. You know, and that's a huge lesson for me in my life that I've learned and watched my husband really live into that he does a lot of things that are super uncomfortable, particularly physically and just assumes that that's part of it. I learned this lesson somewhat also when I first scuba dived, you know, to, I really had to overcome a huge fear to do that. And I thought I was just supposed to get it and have it be, you know, 100% blissful with no discomfort. Well, that's just not the case. He's like, well, of course it was uncomfortable, but you don't let that rule the day. So not letting those things rule was a really important lesson for me. And then it was so sweet. I took some pictures and you can, you know, it's kind of a, like an orchard, right? You can cut flowers and just really oriented toward that. And then uh, sent a picture to my family and the response I got back from my husband, well, beautiful. Like, and the flowers are pretty too. And it was just a really sweet sentiment. I'm like, oh, but if I were so in my discomfort, I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. And I would ignore that or miss it. So lastly, something, you know, that was a discovery, not that I didn't think this to some degree, but I think really affirm for me and and underline that I enjoy my own company. I've worked hard to actually learn to like be okay to be with myself. And this was just a bigger test run of that. Doesn't mean I love my husband or my children or my friends less. If anything, it made me love them more. I don't know how that works, but it did. But that it's okay like to crave alone time. And it's okay to tell that truth that I 
yearn for and love to be with myself, you know, in addition to those around me. Also, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the dependence and things like that to see and live into how competent I am, how resourceful I am. And I think I, you know, I'm good at finding good, meaningful stuff to do. You know, I I use what's around me well and really want to kind of like explore the area to really get the, the richness out of a place. And, you know, everything from my Airbnb to the places we went, like I want to like really be in them and, uh, you know, allowing myself that space to really, you know, break some mistaken beliefs I've had about those areas and feel very empowered coming back to bring that into my life and, and lead in a way that feels very different out of doing it. And I think I said that that was the last, but we just want to mention another one, you know, that I, I chose, I guess this is part of enjoying my own company, allowing myself to be in big questions, even like the Netflix that I chose to watch or listen, I watched one on the Big Bang Theory and, you know, call the midwife. And, you know, I, I didn't, even though I was okay to just kind of do nothing at times and it didn't have to all be super meaningful, I wanted things everything I did to be nourishing. And I also highly recommend the book that was both, is both very disturbing, but I also think really important for our time right now of the story of B by Daniel Quinn. And that's what I listen to in my car rides and allowing myself to be in big questions and purpose and intention and meaning. And, you know, what do I want to be and have different in my life? And how can I contribute to the greater good and be more of a lever than a taker, as he says it, but, you know, more of a giver than just a taker and some really beautiful lessons that I, you know, filled the drive and kind of filled that time with. So there's so much more. There are a lot of little, little things in there, big things, but I think I've outlined kind of the gist of it and some of the bigger lessons for me. And what I would hope and want, you know, out of listening to this is, you know, married, single, with kids, without kids, it's still, there's something very different about taking yourself away from your normal world, your friends, you know, your loved ones, your work specifically, and pull away, you know, step out of your norm, step out of the usual, you know, whether you want to consider it like I did kind of a little mini pilgrimage, so to speak with myself, or, you know, just a novel weekend, you know, something where you're, you know, that things you're going to do are going to be nourishing for you. The whole intention to come back, you know, refreshed, you know, renewed, I vacated in a way that brought me more to myself. And I, I can't emphasize enough, you know, in the this realm and sharing and speaking about my mothering ourselves, that this is, you know, a way to do that. And one that I so, so strongly encourage and, you know, hope you can take advantage of in some way or another. You can camp out. There's tons of ways to do this, you know, efficiently as far as resources, but do it. And I'd love to hear your journeys, your experiences. You can DM me on Instagram or email me at Gertrude at brightgrad.edu. And I'd love, love, love to hear all about your journeys and your adventures. All right. Till next time. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, 
drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.